before we get going, here's the bit where I remind you that nothing we discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational and hopefully entertainment purposes only. So while we hope you find it both informative and entertaining, please do your own research or speak to a financial advisor before putting a dime of your money into these crazy markets. You're about to listen to a special preview edition of the Grant Williams podcast featuring my very special guest, Richard O'Leary, the president of Culture Tech, a digital rights platform for the art world. I met Richard a few months ago and he amazed me with a story about which I knew very, very little and found utterly fascinating. So I thought I'd invite him onto the show to discuss the wild world of art copyright further. Every episode of the Grant Williams podcast, including The End Game, The Super Terrific Happy Hour, The Narrative Game, This Week in Doom, Shifts Happen, and Chaos Theory is available to copper and silver tier subscribers at my website, grant-williams.com. Copper tier subscribers get access to all the podcasts, while members of the silver tier get both the podcasts and my monthly newsletter, Things That Make You Go Hmm. So, if you enjoy what you hear on the show and you want more high-quality content like it, then please make your way over to grant-williams.com and join our exciting community today. And now, on with the show. Richard, thanks for joining me. It's an absolute pleasure to have you uh, on the podcast. Thank you, Grant. Thrilled to join you, and thank you for inviting me. Well, yeah, you know, listen, I, I had to invite you. You and I crossed paths in Montana back in, I guess it was May, which seems a lifetime ago now, and... Uh, we were there for an event and got chatting. And what you're doing was something that I, I knew nothing about. I was completely um, blindsided by what you're doing. I just found the whole thing so fascinating. So I'm really pleased that we found some time to talk about it because um, as blindsided as I was and as fascinating as I found it, I'm hoping that uh, a lot of people will feel the same way. So as a lead up to that, perhaps if you wouldn't mind, perhaps you could give people a little bit of your background. Because again, it's different from what you're doing now, but I think it's incredibly complimentary and it's quite the story. Well, thank you, Grant. Um, so, yes, my background is from the marketing services, what's now called the marketing services industry, but it's really coming out of agencies. I started my career uh, in the WPP world and then moved, shifted over to Interpublic Group somewhere along the line. And it really was a front row seat to the digitization of everything from a marketing perspective. And obviously, everything in the world has gone that way. And in particular, I looked after a community of our global accounts for a while, which include companies like MasterCard and L'Oreal and General Motors and Coca-Cola and you know big companies all really wrestling with how to content start to be developed, managed and distributed in different ways in the digital world. So I became, frankly, quite interested and intrigued, uh, sort of became a student of how content is managed largely in in cloud-based computer software platforms. And quite honestly, I bumped into what we'll talk about in a minute, which is a a marketplace for licensing in the art world that I kind of knew a little bit about because in the agency world, we uh, are responsible for clients securing rights to everything (laughs) that they're using. So it wasn't that I was unaware, but as we'll come on to in a second, this has become a a, a really interesting potential, actually disabled marketplace that we at Culture Tech are enabling. So I think, yeah, for my background, I've always, always loved working with creative people. I don't consider myself a creative person per se. I'm humbled 
working with people who create. And what I discovered is the new creators are coders, the people that really are both conceptualizing new ways of working and doing things and accessing things have coding backgrounds or actually are doing the coding themselves. And I wanted to work with those people. So I was looking pretty fervently for an opportunity to put together a team of people that are doing that to create something that has never been created before. So, and ideally in a creative field, which obviously, you know, art ticks that box. So yeah, for sure. So, so before we get onto that, what you're doing now with culture tech, let's talk a little bit about the explosion in content from that marketing advertising perspective, because it's been, it's been an extraordinary thing to watch and it kind of s- slow burn. And then really over the last kind of 10 years, I guess we've seen as consumers, certainly you probably got a, a head start on that from the creative side. But we've seen as consumers just this explosion of content. So what was that like going from the kind of pre-YouTube, uh, TikTok, Instagram type content? How did that transition look from the inside of that industry? Well, I think it, in some ways it replicated what happened uh, in advertising when television, frankly, as historic as that may sound. Some of the transformation was similar and a lot of what happens, I've always believed in the agency business, both agencies and our clients are inveterate trend watchers and trendsetters in the best sense of the word. And what I think we always have to deal with at the end of the day is what are consumers thinking? What are they feeling? And how do they, as a consequence, behave? And so in, in some ways, you really just you follow the breadcrumbs and what first started to happen in dialogue with our clients was what's my digital strategy is what we would hear often as somebody like you grant would you sort of look at people you're working with and say what do you mean by that like what is a digital strategy and because it was new and quickly i can't put a time limit on it but very quickly the conversation changed from not what is my digital strategy but what is my content strategy And that, to me, became the real point of transition where everybody, to your observation, everybody is now producing content. And in some ways, that can be not negative, but it can be hard to reconcile, hard to manage. And on the other, it's a huge opportunity for lots of companies to become more creative, engage their consumers in ways that add value to the experience of their product or their store or or whatever business they're in. And so, yes, it changed, obviously, the requirement that was put on creative people because, you know, while we used to be really producing one-way communications, well, we're now doing what you do, which is we become storytellers and you find different ways to tell stories. And honestly, while I'm not directly in the agency business anymore, there's never been a better time I think, to be in the agency business or marketing on the client side because you are telling stories. And that's inherently an interesting way to make a living, <laughs> I think. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I think the importance of stories is is so misunderstood and vastly underappreciated. That we're all connected by stories. To me, that's the foundation of society and even mankind. If we didn't have stories, I just don't know how we relate to each other. So I'm always fascinated that industry, how... These people are so gifted in taking an idea and a message and creating a story around it that will sell a product, will sell an idea in 20 seconds or in one picture on a billboard. It's just such a fascinating space to be in. 
It's true. And, you know, the other thing that it forced and it still continues to do, I think, with every organization, even if they're a new company with a new product, is it's no longer just about what benefit are you providing in the world? What does your product actually do for people? But what's your mission and your broader purpose? And I know people talk about that, but I do think from working with major Fortune 500 companies down to small startups like us, there is a a real, I think, wholesome, honest buy-in to the fact that you have to have a purpose beyond whatever it is you're selling. And creating content really forces that decision. Like, who are we? Why do we exist? Of course, we're here to make money. We have a unique selling proposition. We have a unique place in the market, whatever that is, all given. But what's our broader purpose in life? And I'm struck, by the way, I noticed this recently in just walking around Greenwich Village, that you walk into a lot of these new retail establishments of products you've really never heard of. And it really hits you right in the face that whatever they believe their noble purpose is, is written all over the wall. And it can get a little much, to be honest, but I think it's emblematic of the fact that companies have to take seriously how they're servicing the broader community in the broader world. And that's where storytelling becomes essential. It's critical to that process. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Well, let's get on to um, the Meet the Conversation and talk about Culture Tech, because as I said, it's, it's such a fascinating idea. And I, I think the best way to do this is just to walk through your journey of understanding this opportunity, explaining perhaps what it is, and then explaining how Culture Tech's going about it. Because I'm going to have so many questions along the way, just as I did when we when we first talked about this. But if we're going to tell a story, it seems to make sense to start at the beginning. Well, you know, it's funny, so I'm going to actually contradict you and start at the end. All right, that's fine. Hey, it's your story. What is it in a, is it a prologue? As opposed I'll get, to I'll get the subtitles that just say five years earlier, like they do in all the movies when <laughs> exactly. they stop Exactly, exactly. But what's interesting, literally, from the current moment, the arrival and acceleration of artificial intelligence is beginning to shine a light on what uh, we've been working on at Culture Tech, which I'll describe for a couple of years now. And in fact, it made the front page New York Times headlines just this past Sunday that copyright protected content, art images, photography, stories, videos, but art in particular has tremendous untapped value. And I'm not talking about what we know is the objects of art themselves, but it's copyright protected content, which is lots and lots, billions and billions of images out there of objects that have rights attached to them. And we estimate the addressable audience for uh, the exchange of rights for images of art to be close to $6 billion and growing. That's a global number. And obviously will grow exponentially. And right now, what happens is anybody that needs to use an image of an art object has to get permission. In the main, there's what's called open access art, which is art that's not under copyright, that's now in the public domain. But even then, our research with a lot of digital developers, social media managers, UX designers, they don't want to touch in any of their work a cultural heritage or an art object because there's such perceived value in the creation of it that they're afraid if they use it, 
somebody's going to say, oh, I have a right to that, you can't use it. So the whole AI discussion now in the creative community has become, hey, wait a minute, I have a right to that. And even though on the one hand, this means protecting rights becomes even more important in a artificial intelligence world. And on the the full conversation is available to subscribers to the copper and silver tiers of my website, grant-williams.com. Nothing we discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational and hopefully entertainment purposes only. So while we hope you find it both informative and entertaining, please do your own research or speak to a financial advisor before putting a dime of your money into these crazy markets.